Now today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. Seven defense offices facing the scalpel are safe for now. The House Armed Services Committee is walking back its suggestion to get rid of the organizations, which includes the Defense Information Systems Agency. The 2019 defense authorization bill will ask the Pentagon's chief management officer to justify the offices the committee wanted to kill off, though. The committee still wants to eliminate the Washington headquarters services by 2021. The Navy says it's re-establishing its second fleet, an organization it eliminated seven years ago. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. The Navy says it made the decision because of the new national security strategy's emphasis on great power competition. Its focus will be on operations in the North Atlantic Ocean. But the second fleet's resurrection was also recommended by the strategic review the Navy launched in the aftermath of two deadly collisions last year. That report found overlap and inconsistency between administrative and operational responsibilities across the service's major commands. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. A new command could be coming to Virginia. The Defense Department officially offers to host the proposed NATO Joint Force Command for the Atlantic at its naval facilities in Norfolk, Virginia. It says the new JFC Norfolk will ensure NATO can conduct operations in the transatlantic region. The North Atlantic Council will make its decision this summer. The Air Force is opening up its application period for pilots and drone pilots. Officers interested must submit their applications by September 21st. The selection board will meet in November. There is currently a shortage of pilots in the Air Force. It's offering bonuses to pilots who re-enlist after 10 years of service. A new way to measure the security of your cloud services here. Cloud service providers now have a minimum set of standards to conduct penetration testing of the platforms or applications. The Federal Risk Authorization Management Program, or FedRAMP, issues guidance detailing seven recommendations for cloud providers to follow. FedRAMP says the guide identifies specific attack vectors to include in testing, as well as the penetration test reporting requirements. The program office says the vendors should be sure to include social engineering such as phishing as part of their tests and to be sure they're using test environments that are the same as their operational ones. I'm Jason Miller. The Veterans Affairs Department is making it easier for veterans to appeal disability claim decisions. It's removing the need for a veteran to be invited to use the Rapid Appeals Modernization Program. Additionally, VA will launch a pilot this month for its early applicability of appeals modernization project. Under the project, the appeals board will partner with veterans organizations to identify 50 veterans who are dissatisfied with a recent decision on their benefits claim. These veterans will be able to appeal directly to the board or seek a review in the Rapids Appeal Program. Another possible violation of the Hatch Act is being investigated by the Office of Special Counsel. OSC is looking to see if the Environmental Protection Agency broke the rule with a tweet it sent last month. The tweet criticized Democrats who voted against EPA Deputy Administrator Andrew Wheeler's confirmation. John O'Grady, the president of AFGE Council 238, filed a complaint to OSC. In an email to O'Grady, the agency says it'll look into whether the Hatch Act was violated. A U.S. District Court judge says the General Services Administration cut corners on a Freedom of Information Act request related to the Trump Hotel in the old post office building. The nonprofit group American Oversight asked GSA for all communications from the Trump transition team regarding the matter. The agency declined to hand over some documents that were in email attachments, though. Judge Beryl Howell ordered GSA to provide more attachments, remove some redactions, and explain its reasoning for not providing the documents sooner. And the Postal Service revises its delivery plans for new addresses, and residents may have to meet their mail halfway. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. In a late April policy update, USPS emphasizes its preference for so-called clustered box units in new housing developments instead of door-to-door. It will grant curbside delivery only in what it calls very rare exceptions. Similarly, only rarely will it permit delivery door-to-door to wall-mounted boxes or through door slots for new developments. 
I'm Tom Temin. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.